Hello and welcome to Your Intention Matters, the podcast. My name is Paul Madot. Thanks again for joining us today. Today I have Mike Hook. He is Director of Sales at Child Care CRM. Mike, good morning. Morning, Paul. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Oh, doing well. All right. Listen, say hi to everybody and uh, we'll get into it. Yeah, everybody. Hello. How you doing? Good. Well, listen, Mike, I appreciate you freeing up some time here. Uh, first thing I want to start with is uh, let's address uh, how you're doing right now. Middle of May, um, all managing it worldwide in terms of COVID and coronavirus. And how are you, your family, your team, uh, how, how are you handling things? Yeah, so for the most part, it's handling really well. I have remained sort of cautiously optimistic with everything. And, and I think you have to continue to monitor the scenario. But what do you worry about right now? You worry about your current clients in the business. You worry about your, your people and my direct reports and the people that I work horizontally with. You worry about your family and your friends. And, you know, it's that always kind of, well, what's next? That, that looming item out there that we don't quite know. So uh, it, it is a lot to manage, but it is manageable. Uh, and all in all, I, I feel pretty optimistic and everyone's doing well, uh, which I'm fortunate enough to say. Well, good. I'm glad to hear that. And collectively, uh, hopefully that we're, we're in front of this thing and you know we'll, we'll be through it before we know it. And so uh, with that said, let's get into it then. Uh, the title of the podcast, as you know, is Your Intention Matters. And as we talked about before I hit record, it's really an opportunity for you to share your story. And so based on what I know about you, uh, I'm looking forward to this one. You ready to go? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Okay. This is what I'd like to do. Let's go back. U of A. You are heading down a business and marketing uh, career and path pathway. Uh, before senior year, you decided to spend some time across the pond over in London. Uh, was that experience uh, fun? Was it worth it? Uh, did you have fun over in the UK? So I had a blast. And not only was I in the UK, but I spent two months traveling around Europe uh, after my five-week stint taking some class there. So uh, for me... If you have the means and travel is expensive, so I know it's a sometimes having the means thing, but if you have the means and you can go travel abroad, whether it's the U.S. going down to Mexico or up to Canada or some other culture, if you can get further away, it is so eye-opening to realize that you are not the center of the universe anymore, especially when you're younger. You know, I think when you're a little bit older, you get an idea about that. I went there, I was 20, 21, um, but still... You know, we knew other places were out there, still pretty centralized, though. So it, it paid dividends for me just in the way that I look at the world. Well, that's so cool that you had a chance to do that, because, you know, even outside of current state right now, you could go to London anytime you want in the UK and Europe. But where you are at your point in your life would be a vastly different trip than, than it was, you know, in, in between senior year and getting that experience and what you would have done. And uh, so congrats on, on doing that. I'm glad you felt it well worth it. And it's still with you after all these years, which is great. Okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. So let's get into it then. Uh, you, you're going down a path of business and marketing at U of A. Um, do you remember when you graduated? What, you, what did you think you'd be doing with your life and your career? Because you keep me honest here, but I don't think you had director of sales at Child Care CRM in your scope, or maybe you did. But, but what did you think you'd be doing uh, once you graduated? Yeah. So, so my goals, my 
my whole aspiration has always been that that one day what I would like to do is have the freedom to work for myself or or run a company. So for me, my path was always here's where I want to go at the end. How do I get there? And how do I start making my way? So out of college, sales is very natural. I sold Cutco when I was 18, got a taste for some money, some freedom doing that, what the job was like. Uh, I come from a family of car salesmen and car dealership owners. So I had seen that pedigree from my grandfather down to my father. Uh, My mom's dad, my other grandfather, who wasn't in cars, was in the medical field. So I kind of had a taste that I didn't really want to do that. I didn't have that that type of nudge, that's very much a calling. Mm. Uh, but the freedom for sales, uh, some of the money involved with that, obviously making you know your own schedule and your time was very appealing. But I also loved music. So I was, you know, part of me was, do I go be a sports agent because I like sports? Do I go into record labels because I like music? So it, it was always in some type of outbound sales type of role. It was where would I land doing it? Uh, that was more of an unknown. Okay, fair enough. And so uh, when you graduated, did you stay in Arizona or where did where, you head to once you graduated? So I'm originally from Cleveland, Ohio. So I graduated. I've been applying for jobs. Uh, this was back in 2012. So still very much some of the fallout from 08 was still there. It was still very hard to find jobs. Uh, probably a lot of what the next couple of years will look like for recent graduates. Uh, so I went back to Cleveland, uh, back to my mom's house and was hanging out there, losing my mind, pulling my hair out. Um, just, God, I want a job. I want a job. I want a job. I want to get to work. I want to start making money. I want to start, you know, my life here. And um, was kind of interviewing, calling, going through my network there before I found Paylease. Well, you know, Mike, uh, prior to the the NBA last season and the Raptors winning it all, when you said Cleveland, I might have had to end this podcast early because <laughs> um there's some salt in the wounds there, man, after the uh, the Cavs taking it to us for so many years. And so so you go back to Cleveland and then you found Paley's. Okay. And so how did that happen? Did you raise your hand? Did they find you? Talk to me about how you got in there. So Paley's was a small company when I found it and it was through uh, my dad and some family friends. So through a network of ours. Um we reached out everywhere. Like I was applying for jobs on monster. Indeed. I'd reached out to family members, to friends. It was all hands on deck to get Mike a job, uh, after college. So a family friend of ours was living in San Diego, working at this company Paley's. And I'll never forget. He calls me. I'm at a place called waterworks. It's a, uh, car wash gas station in Cleveland. And he's telling me all about this company Paley's. We take online payments for, uh, HOAs and credit card payments and ACH, which at 22, I didn't know what an ACH payment was, um, or how that worked. And I hang up the phone and I'm thinking to myself, this company's a sham. It's fake. Like this can't be real, but I'm going to go live in San Diego. (laughs) So you did. So I did. So I did. And, uh, seven and a half years later, um, was was my tenure there mike at this point in your life um, you're going down this path that you've got to do something so i get that but you also have uh, some family options with the pedigree of of car sales and, and car dealership ownership um, any pressure or any pushback from the family about not jumping into the family business or leaving cleveland again after you've come home or uh, anything to manage there 
Yes and no. So, you know, my mom, I love her and she always wants us really close. So as any parent would, not very unreasonable, but yeah, I'm flying across the country again after being back for only three weeks. I didn't really come home during winters. I didn't go home very much during college. So yeah, three, four weeks later, here I am. I get home in May and June, I'm shipping back out again. Oh, she must've been heartbroken. Country. Uh, and it, it's, you know, it's, uh, that was definitely one of those things where it's like, man, could you find a job here in Cleveland, at least for a little bit? Um, but no, I went there. And then as far as my dad in the car dealership part and that pedigree, um, with him, he was always very supportive in as much as, Hey, if you want to come work here, it's here. If you want to go do your own thing, go do your own thing. And for me, uh, grandfather, doctor, successful, uh, my mom successful, raised us very well. My dad successful in his business. You know, there's been a lot of success in my family and, uh, just knowing that I had support behind me, but also, really the, the drive myself to go, I need to do it for myself. Uh, I can't go ride someone's coattails to get it. Um, uh, and to get that success, uh, was a big driving factor for me. And I think why my family knew and, and didn't push any issues too far. Well, listen, I can respect that also because it's one thing to, um, you know, lean on parents to, for support and there's nothing wrong with that, but I get what you're saying that you didn't want the last name just to be the reason why people might listen to you. You, you, you want to earn it on your own. And if that took a different industry, then that's pretty cool to do. And so San Diego, um, I mean, I, I've been there many times, uh, geographically desirable part of the world. It's beautiful, almost, almost sunny, almost every day. Did you take to San Diego as a city? Was it a hard adjustment once you got there? So I was 22 years old. I was fresh out of college. I was ready to work. Um, as I said before, my family had been extremely supportive of me. So I was able to get through college with no debt, uh, at all, that which helps. is again, very fortunate, very lucky. And I moved to Pacific beach, San Diego. Um, for those listening that don't know Pacific beach, it's 21 to 27 years old. It's very much an extension of college. It's almost a, a little like Neverland, uh, in, in a way where, where you don't quite grow up, but it is. I mean, as far as places to land after college, good company, good city. I was fortunate to meet some people on Craigslist who turned into lifelong friends of mine now. And I, I, I took to it pretty, pretty fast. And, and it was just a blast. I had a great time there. Well, oh, I mean, that's so great to hear because you, you take a leap of faith. You believe in yourself. And on paper, it sounds pretty good. But until you actually do it. Who knows, right? You're a long ways away from uh, from home and college is not the same as working. Now there's a little added pressure to make sure that you create something. And so you spend the better part of eight years at Paley's, if I have it correct. And that's a long time. I mean, was uh, when you decided to leave, um, did you raise your hand? Did um, Were you voluntold? How did that happen in terms of your departure after such a long period? Yeah, so I think to understand that, it's almost to understand a little bit about me and that I, I sort of thrive on change and I need a challenge. So when I started at Paylease, which is now Zego, they did payment processing only. And during my tenure there, my early tenure there, as I was selling, we had sold through our, through our first equity cycle and our second owners bought another company. 
So it brought in two new products, a new go-to-market strategy, identifying uh, the new sales process, the new sales structure. And I got to really be at the forefront of that. So it totally brought a new challenge on. It was like starting a whole new company over again, three years in. But before that happened, I was at this inflection point already of, Mm. is it time for me to move on to the next thing? So uh, again, right place, right, right time, that opportunity presented itself. Well, a couple years later, the same thing happened at Paylease again. Bought another company, uh, integrated the products, but it's it had been a long time coming for me. I think stepping away from from I got I got to call it Zigo now because that's the name of the company. Um, they've rebranded to to Zigo, but it was me raising my hand. It was they had always been so accommodating and it was a phenomenal place to work uh, under, you know, Matt Amoya, who was the family friend that brought me in and the CEO I work for now to Dave Dutch and Ty and Yon, the founders and, you know, Nate Taylor and Ryan Connors, the guys who kind of brought me up in sales there. I mean, I could rattle off names of people I either still work with or still talk to and, uh, you know, Dirk Wakeham there, Cole Bowman, Nick Latz, uh, Matt Stevenson, Danny Soul. You know, I got so many people there that still work it very much. You know, after you're there for that long, me raising my hand to leave, it wasn't a bad environment. It was, I need to continue my growth because my goals for me still haven't changed from what I was saying earlier uh, in the episode. You know, I still, I still have my aspirations. And as part of that, it's, you need to you need to move and step away and, and go put yourself in a new environment uh, where you're challenged again and and that's what I did. So where'd you go? So uh, after that, that brought me to childcare CRM. So uh, came out here. I've been the director of sales for four months. So it's been a whirlwind of a new beginning uh, at a new company, but. Great new industry to step into. Dallas uh, was fun while I was out and about. I'm looking forward to checking out the city again soon. And so, 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 okay, so you moved to Dallas earlier this year. And Dallas, I've been to as well. Uh, very nice city. Vastly different than San Diego uh, in terms of uh, the culture and the lifestyle. And, and, and now you find yourself at a new company. Uh, it sounds like you have some familiarity with some of the key leaders like yourself there. So there's something there, it sounds like. But you're also trying to manage this new job and in a new world right now. And so how have the first four months of your career at, at uh, Child Care CRM been, given what's happening here? It probably It's not the way you drew it up, I can't imagine. It wasn't, but it's everything I wanted. It's a small environment. There are great people at this company. I mean, from across the board, from Brandon and Nick and Tony and Jared and Brian, the guys that I work with in sales and marketing on a daily basis. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to rattle off everybody in the company's name, but I got my brother working with me uh, over, over here. And the people we have and the people who are here, it is a phenomenal place. And we service the early childcare education industry. I mean, we are working with passionate directors, with passionate owners to to help them run their business, to help them automate follow-up tasks, to help power this industry that's really all paper and pen so that they can focus on what matters. They can focus on the children and uh, that education, which is a huge part of of our infrastructure of our country. Um, So it's a very 
very passionate place to be and, and with great people. So in spite of everything else going on, I really couldn't ask for much more. Well, Mike, congrats on, on a really good start to your career. I mean, really, because you're about, about 10 years into it, really, and you've had some fun doing it. So you're in Cleveland. You decide to go to Arizona for school. You come back to Cleveland. They're going, no, about a month in, Mom. I've had enough. Thanks so much. Good to see you. Make some uh, make some food for me. And then you head back south again. You're in San Diego. You make a great, great run of it, uh, the better part of a decade in Southern California. And there's something drawing you that says, no, I need something else. And you decide, okay, I'm going to head back east. And you, you stay in the south. You go to Dallas. And now you find yourself in a rather unique scenario that we all are in. But you're unique because you have a new job and a whole new city. And so congrats on, on, on just a great positive outlook and, um, and having a good run at it thus far. Uh, Mike, any advice yeah, for anybody you. listening? If, you had, if anybody came to you, one piece of advice, anything? I would say find a mentor early because you you shouldn't go it alone. Hmm. I Early in my career, I was convinced that I would do all of my learning on my own and I could find the resources by myself. And I did that. Um, and I had some help along the way, but it was all internal. Um, and I think it took me a lot longer to understand the things that I do now because I didn't seek help earlier. People want to help other people. People in sales want to help other people in sales. So if I could say one thing early in your career, figure out where you're really passionate about. If it is sales, if it's another field, I'm sure there's mentors out there too. But if you're good at prospecting right off the bat, but you're having trouble closing or, or whatever area of sales you're really good at, maybe you're great at discovery, but you just can't break through to get people on the phone. Find that area you're really good at. Focus on honing your skills there and then find a mentor to help you in the gap areas. Sounded and not nice. only will they help you right. Yeah. And you know that it's a dual benefit, right? Not only will they help you right away, but if you want to progress from that individual contributor to a leadership role, a lot of those mentors have done that. They can help show you that path uh, forward for yourself. Well, Mike, I, great words. Uh, I think we'll, well, I have one more question for you and then we'll wrap this one up here. It's kind of a two part question. Number one, are you a sports fan? And number two, if you are, You've been around a few places. A Cavs fan? Did you become a Chargers fan? Or are you you, you got to be a Cowboys fan now that you're in Dallas? Who's your team? <laughs> I live and die for my Cleveland teams: the Browns, the Indians, the Cavs. Uh, growing up in Cleveland, you can't not be an Ohio State Buckeyes fan. So, uh, big Buckeyes fan. I went to U of A. I mean, go Wildcats, right? That's my college. That's you know, red, white, and blue, uh, you, you gotta love them. So, uh, I, I'm professionally, I'm rooted in Cleveland where I'm from. And I mean, I still have my cell phone number two, one, six is my area code. Me and, uh, all the Ohio boys, my brother, our buddies from high school, we all try to get together once a year for an away Browns game and spend our money on that franchise that it's going to be our year. Say it every time, but, uh, you know, maybe with the shortened season this year, if that happens with COVID, we'll have a better shot, less games to lose, you know, <laughs> who knows? Who but, knows? Uh, so if the Wildcats and Buckeyes are in the national championship, are, are you, are you pulling a dual, uh, dual flag? Who are you cheering for there? No way. Go Wildcats. Go Wildcats. The school you went to. 
Yep. Love Root it. for the school you went to. I love it. Well, Mike, listen, thanks so much for taking the time to share your story. I really appreciate uh, you being here. Yeah, Paul, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me and have a great rest of your day. You, you're, 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 you as well, I should say. And so everybody, listen, thanks very much for being here. Remember that your intention matters. Why? Because as I say, that's the result that you will tend to get. We're out of here and uh, we'll do it again next week. Be safe, everybody. Thank you.